Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling. Gambling, yes, it's gambling. Barons of betting. My overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta. Harry, brother Brian, and Darren the Parley Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Happy Wednesday. Happy Passover to our Jewish friends. Babyface Joel Solomon, have you done the, you got the four questions? You getting them all set? Yeah, it was mostly have to do with will the Lakers make the playoffs? But yes, <laughs> the other ones too. By the way, I'm half Jewish. Babyface is like 190% Jewish. <laughs> and now on Passover, are you supposed to um, commit like dastardly deeds like you did uh, just 15 minutes ago by handing down a cap of consequence punishment to Mark Gunnels? You came in first in the staff in the mortgage madness pool, and Mark came in last. And then you had to go on lemon pepper parley. And how did that go? Well, it's not a good Passover for Mark Gunnels to start <laughs> to start with. Uh, okay. He he had three choices. Uh, first of all, th- you know, thank you because I I do realize there was some a cloud of 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 skepticism when I won our first touchdown pool uh, right for the NFL playoffs. So I just I no, you're I, the Harry, best. You're, yeah, you're undis- undisputed, you. the best. Yeah, there's no question. Well, yeah, Harry took me <laughs> under his uh, his Seven Eleven chicken wing, and I took some of his <laughs> advice. Right, and 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 so now, yes, I I gave him three options, even though they weren't options. They all went in. Right, uh, field, field of sixty four. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, going off the bracket, I, I I would go and eat lunch at the park while I threw sixty four pennies into a field. Oh. and we can't. He couldn't leave until he found all sixty four <laughs> cents. I think that, that the original that story that. of Passover. I'm not sure. Oh, right, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of yeah, it was one of the plagues. Okay. Uh, then there was the final four, where Mark has to go at the very end of a night to Seven Eleven and eat the final four hot dogs Ooh. left in the machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he did. He did not want to do that. Okay. Uh, and and then there was a Cinderella moment where Mark must dress up as Cinderella and hold a <laughs> sign. My bracket sucked on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Uh, and I told well, him at least an hour. He has to do this for at least an hour. Well, I don't. Okay. So I'm not sure what, what got picked, but out of those three, I would least want to do the Cinderella thing for, for an hour. I could, you know, pick up pennies from a field, whatever the hot dogs would be rough, but I'd get it down. The Cinderella thing sucks. So what, what does Mark have to do? Well, Sal, we need to find out what size of a dress that man oh, wears no. because he's, oh, he's no. heading to Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, he's going to Hollywood? <laughs> he's, is, he is, is not happy. Is this big American Idol moment? He's going to Hollywood. Oh. You're going to have to wear a dress. And, uh, did, he, did, he, did he choose that out of the three? or We, pick, we picked out of a hat. We, picked out we of did a hat. fair okay. and square. We wrote him down. And, uh, I'm his fairy godmother pretty much because he is <laughs> – He's 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 not he's not pleased, Sal. To say uh, yeah, well, listen, uh, uh, I'll remind him that we pay him upwards of eighty dollars a podcast, and then then we'll straighten him right out, and he'll he'll put things into perspective. My God, oh, that's rough. That's rough. Sorry, Gunnel. Sorry about that. But maybe you know the kid from Kansas City shouldn't take Kansas all the way to the finals. And I don't know what other terrible picks he was. He was like 
Really? Actually, I think I was next worst uh, to Gunnels. But if you look on the uh, standings there, he was. How were you guys worse than I was? I mean, I felt like I had nothing right. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, I maybe had an elite eight team, maybe here and there. I I know. It's craziness. (laughs) I know. It was really bad. It was really bad all around. All right. Listen, the fun doesn't end there. Uh, You can get these guys free picks every single day. The Degenerate Trifecta ExtraPoints.com. On ExtraPoints.com slash arcade, we have our April prop culture quiz up there. Uh, Harry, Super Mario Brothers, over or under $77.5 million opening box off weekend. Oh, I love the over. You like the over. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. There's a freebie for Harry. There's questions about Harry. There's questions about the Mandalorian. There's all sorts of stuff. There's a Trump question there. I think Elon Musk with the blue check marks. Go get it. Bri, go win that gold cap. I mean, you are wearing a cap that has a little bit of gold in it, but it's not the official gold cap. I'm not going to win. Sorry. I should say our mortgage madness winner. That's a thousand dollars. Hot sizzle held off Kush Kush. I don't know that these people have actual names. Maybe I'm not sure what they do. But uh, when we write the thousand dollar check, baby face, it's uh, to hot sizzle, not Kush Kush. All right. So uh, let's remember that. Uh, Paul Kohorst is coming on. Yes, he's our golf guru, golf expert. We're going to talk all nice. things masters. Lots of fun. Let's first get this out of the way because I'm not going to ignore it when my team is terrible. The Mets have been outscored 19 nothing in the last two games by the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, I don't know. Everyone's leaving Mad Max for dead. He, I, I feel like this is right now. Paulie, can I get to change my mind like a week or two in, right? Or am I, am I stuck yeah. with this Mets? Okay. Yeah, you could say you could, okay. you could do it. Now's the time. Now's the time if you're going to do it. I kind of think we're just going to be able to hopefully the plan is to grind it out as a 500 team until the all-star break and then hopefully make a move. That's my that's my April 5th um, summary of the Mets here. I don't know if Max can do it on a motion. I'm looking at this bullpen. This Tommy Hunter, 11-25 ERA. Brooks Rayleigh. Fifteen forty three, so nineteen nothing's pretty bad, Bry. That that's uh, yeah. I had them yesterday too. I had the yeah. I mean, this line it's weird. They're I mean they're they're frustrating like the Yankees lineups over the years, right? I mean how that how is that lineup not scoring some runs? I mean, yeah, that, that I think is the biggest thing. I mean, again, the pitching. Well, the bullpen obviously is probably the the biggest thing, but yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about the starting pitching, but that lineup's got a hit. Come well, on. Well, yeah, the hitters kind of benefit from a 19 nothing over Ooh. two days, a little bit 19 runs. All the talk is about how bad the pitching is because it's 19 runs. But uh, yeah, zero is not good either, <laughs> I'll say. I don't know what the, you Yankee fans are laughing at, though. The, you lost to a winless team, Parlay Kid, yesterday. Mm-hmm. That is. Um, that's I don't know. That, yeah, that's I'm just hoping the Yankees can grind it out to about 500 <laughs> for the All Star break, and then um, hopefully make their move once well, they get there. I mean, a little team that could. That's it. You're not going to be able to do it losing to winless teams like the Phillies. I think you're up one nothing in the fourth or something uh, in this. Uh, By the way, Sal. Yeah, my 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 uh, my Padres not the greatest either. Three and three to start the season <laughs> against Arizona and Colorado and. You guys see yesterday what happened with uh I had uh, Arizona Machado. plus three and a half runs yesterday. So I, I was watching yeah. the last uh, half of that game. But yeah, he got Machado thrown out thrown out in the in the, in the second at bat. Right. I Ooh, I geez. don't and it's because of the pitch clock and he argued it. Yeah. I don't know if this is gonna come together, Bri. I, what what like I, I don't like the uncertainty of it, you know? I'm I'm watching a game and you know, the Mets had four pitch clock violations. Um 
yesterday, yeah. the day before. Wow, but, um, really? Yeah, yeah. And there's only like wow. 40, the, four, and there were like 40 over the first three games, but uh, three days. But um, I just don't like the uncertainty. Like, you, you don't know what's going on, right? The umpire throws right. his hands in the air. It's like, oh, is the batter screwed? Is the pitcher screwed? It's probably the pitcher, right. but is the runner screwed for not getting back to first? So the uncertainty is what bums me out about all this. I agree. I mean, the funny thing about all this is I think it's really hard for the home plate umpire, right? Yeah. Like to manage that. I mean, we used to say they shouldn't be calling balls and strikes anymore. But like this to me is the hardest thing. Is it the pitcher? Is it the hitter when that, you know, who's not ready? I mean, that that to me is that's difficult to say. And I could see that being an issue at some point in time when it's kind of both guys, it's the hitter and the pitcher late in the season and who gets called for it. That that is tough, though. Well, it will be nice for when the robot umps come in, and but they still have to. Yeah, they have to still stay there to signal ball or strike, which is under not under their control. But then they can really just focus on the clock. Then yeah. they can just really just stare at the clock. <laughs> did, did you guys notice yesterday the Marlins game finished in an hour fifty seven? Wow, was that it? Yeah. Good yeah. lord, wow. that's nuts. I, it must be must be quick too today because it's in the it's in the fifth. It's one nothing. But and I think I Ooh. feel like it just started. I don't know. By the way, I have the. Uh, an adjusted run over uh, over four and a half for Yankees Phillies. So one nothing. It shall remain. I'm uh, I'm guessing <laughs> right here. Good God! Every so I get smacked in the face every sport I want. Uh, let's quickly recap. I know college uh, basketball is behind us. Somehow, somehow we lost money on UConn. <laughs> yeah, we will have to be one of the few. Right? We we bet the race to ten. They lost the race to ten. Ten to six, and. Hmm. Parley kid, you know, they won the race to 11. They won the, won the race to 12, to 20, to 30, to 40, to 50, to 60, to 70. And then they won their fifth uh, national championship. But uh, uh, we can't get out of our own way with this. Now, this is three in a row, Parley kid, that we've lost. Three in a row, Sal. But we'll have uh, redemption time is coming soon oh, for yeah. us, Sal, during these NBA playoffs. <laughs> yeah. We'll battle back. We'll battle back. Well, yeah, I hope we battle back. Th- that UConn team, though. Pretty great. I think they're, you know, they're underappreciated because the tournament was so bad, not as bad for others as it was for poor Mark Gunnels, Cinderella herself. But uh, six and zero against the spread, average covered by an average of nearly fifteen points a game, according to our friend uh, Ben Folks. But um, yeah, they they dominated San Diego State. Came back in the game, but they've dominated. Uh, was this the best UConn team of all time? I don't know. I was looking through a lot of them. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think so. Harry, what do you think? Which was your favorite UConn team? I thought the 2011 team of Kemba Walker, they made a great run in the big East tournament. When yeah. that step back, they hit the jumper. Uh, Jim Calhoun had some great teams, special players along that, uh, along in the years that he was the head coach there. But I think that 2011 team, they won the first two tournament games by a combined total of 48 points. They mm. actually beat San Diego State in the Sweet 16 then. They beat Arizona and Kentucky. And then the title game, they held Butler to just 41 points and 18% shooting. That's a record still yeah. for field goal percentage defense in a title game. I like that 2011 uh, Kemba Walker team. That was at uh, Kawhi Leonard San Diego State, right, that they beat that year? Yeah. I, you know, their yeah. record, they were only 21-9 and nine that year. It was similar to this year's record, yeah, right? right? Like I'm trying to look, Bri, at like the dominant the, losses the, this year? the dom yeah, I'm looking at the dominant, like that Calhoun ninety nine team and Richard Hamilton. It was really good. Khalidal, yeah. I mean, is that is that your favorite? I think they had like Kevin Freeman and Ricky Moore. Yeah, and guys I, like that. it's funny. I remember is when I was looking back at the teams and I saw that ninety nine team, 
I remember, you know, there's something about like El Amin, like just really being yeah. fun around the tournament time. I yes. remember just sitting there watching like an early game of, of UConn in that tournament. You kind of get chills thinking back of like how it used to seem watching those early games. But yeah, that team was the best team. I mean, they only lost two games and, the, you know, in the finals, they beat a Duke team that had Brand, Battier. I think like even guys like Maggetti were off the bench. Right. Uh, so that was a really good Duke team that they beat. 2004 was really good too with Okafor. Um uh, who else was on that team? Well, uh, I think Villanueva was off the bench. Ben, ben, ben Gordon. Gordon. Ben Gordon. Yeah. Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon. Some people yep. list that as the best Danielle team. Danielle Marshall. Yeah, so that 95 right. team never did anything with Donnie Marshall, right? It was Donnie Marshall, Ray Allen, and Kevin Ollie. I don't think they ever won anything. Um, they won in 2014, right, with Shabazz uh, Napier. They That was a weird team because they lost the last eight games of the regular mm. season. And in 06... Some say that was the best team and they lost to George Mason. That was a disaster for me too, that tournament. Yeah. So they've had some uh, good team. I don't know. What what do you think with these guys going pro? Um, Hawkins uh, lottery pick maybe. And then the freshman center, they say like would go ahead of, uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure what, like who's coming out between those, those, the three guys. what did you say? Parley kid. I don't know either. Sal. I mean, the one thing that you could say about this UConn team is they were, I mean, they are a kind of a veteran type of team. Yeah. In terms of this, you know, there weren't really uh, freshman stars up and down the lineup like some of these other uh, teams uh, we, we've seen over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these guys have already stayed in this long. Um, maybe they stay in another year. I don't know. I, I think that there's, I, I think you're going to see uh, you know, Hawkins. I think you're going to see a guy or two bounce, though. No doubt. No Hawkins doubt. should go right. But they talk about yeah. Donovan Klingon, and that kid's a freshman, but he he has, I don't know, he's supposed to be better draft prospects than Sonogo. It's so weird, the college game, right? Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, that guy, I, I think he could use an extra year of college ball. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, I think he'd have a monster year next year. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. But boy, that kid. It was impressive, but uh, right. yeah, he, he could use some starting minutes. That's for sure. All right. Before we say goodbye to college uh, basketball for the year, we provided a great service to struggling gamblers here at Extra Points. We had a phone number where people could call in and air their grievances, their distress, their frustration over bad beats and bed aches. Um, we called it the one whining hotline. And here's what we got. I had UCLA minus seven and a half. It looks like we weren't going to get there. Finally, the free throw game turns in our favor. We're up by eight with 11 seconds left. So for some reason, this UCLA kid, he's like trying to come around the screen and he gets too close to the shooter and he like fouls him. What the f*** are you doing? Stay away from him. There's no need to be near the shooter. Just let him f***ing shoot it. Jesus Christ. FAU total over 62 and a half. One minute left, foul. Missed first free throw. Made second free throw. Tennessee gets ball. Just need a basket and another foul. What happens? Five shots by Tennessee. Five offensive boards. It stays under. I hate Mark. I hate the volunteers. I hate Orange. I hate everyone. My bracket's already done. It's 6 o'clock on Thursday, and it's already done. Arizona's gone. I don't know how much longer I can do this with this uh, March Madness stuff. Uh, I'm not happy right now. I'm kind of looking forward to the colonoscopy on Tuesday. That that sounds better right now than, than watching this game. You know, three words. Hate the snake. 
give me a break. I guess that's six words. Oh, I guess what? I had nothing. Hey, Kate Frazier, great call on Arizona to win it all. I hope uh, John Shire gets injured and Coach K comes back and leads Duke to a national championship. Love you, Harry. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. I hate Memphis. I hate Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> wow that last one we self-possessed. keep an eye on that great job mikey meatballs putting that together it sounds like a a, a group of uh, well-adjusted young men i ought to be honest with you and some of those calls weren't weren't brother bry actually <laughs> actually there were one or two that weren't bry uh, bry nice way to keep job. it clean way to keep it clean bry I was going to get, I was just going to keep calling because I felt like it was just routinely happening. I feel like Tate Frazier, <laughs> Tate should go out and get some restraining orders. Um, I don't know. We might have to track some of those numbers down. Mikey meatballs. Join anyway, the club. Yeah. Yeah, there the club. yeah. There's a restraining order club. <laughs> Harry and Harry and Tate are very big. End. The problem is <laughs> Harry keeps picking winners, but people hate him, but Tate couldn't. I know yeah, it's, it doesn't make a lot right. of sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, let's uh, talk NBA here. Oh, man, that Lakers win over the Jazz. So, you know, I have the Lakers to not make the playoffs, and that is a dead bet. I mean, it's now they're minus 3,000 to make the playoffs. Minus mm. 3,000 to make the playoffs. So much could happen in the next week. But they look like a team possessed, except that the Jazz scored, I think, like really like 12 points in the last minute and a half to tie that uh, game against the Lakers right. and force overtime, and then went up by three. And um, mm. whatever. So then, uh, then LeBron put on a show, and that was that. So tonight, the Lakers play the Clippers. Both uh, the teams are tied for sixth at forty-one and thirty-eight, and they're calling this part like the biggest Clippers-Lakers game in history. <laughs> and I was like, wow. "That's nuts!" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, that's true." <laughs> at least since I've been out here, I don't remember a bigger game. Really? That's what. That's what to stay out of that the. Can't be. Well, they never really met in the playoffs. I don't think. And I mean, for one single game, this could be the biggest. The Clippers are favored by three and a half. Uh, they beat them three times this year out of the three times they played. And the Lakers on the back end of a back to back. I'm not going to touch it. I've lost enough money betting against the Lakers. Um, I, I'm soon to lose a lot. But Clippers minus three and a half. This is a, a strange but important game. Parley kid. I, I guess I guess it is. I mean. If that's talk about settling for mediocrity uh, in in those big markets, my my gosh, I I guess it, if you say that's the biggest game, I, they know better than I do here. So well, it's mostly the uh, Clippers' fault. I, yeah, for not I, being relevant. Mostly the Clippers' fault. Yeah. I got the Clippers tonight, so let's. Um, okay, I think the Clippers' the defense will stifle the Lakers. Uh, so Clippers right. beat the Lakers I, tonight. At least so. guys have actually. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say they've actually beaten the Lakers 10 straight times. Right. That, I thought straight. I saw that. That didn't seem like it made sense. It is 10, 10 straight. straight. Oh, man. Five, five and Clippers, I think they're just deeper, too. Five uh, different leading scores last five games. Westbrook, 10 or more assists last four games. I'm with you, D. I'm on the Clips, too. And I've heard I'm that LeBron though. may not play, right? I don't know. He might not. Uh, but, the, you know, who has been a real X factor for the Lakers is the uh, Vanderbilt kid. He's a good player. Yeah, he does yeah. a lot of the little things. He does a lot of the little things that the rest of those Laker players don't want to do. Uh, he does them. He's a, kind of like a glue Outside guy. In the he's been he's been really good, uh, even though his numbers might not show it. I think he's a winning type of player. 
Uh, the T-Wolves haven't been the same really since they let him go too in that trade. Well, and also Austin Reeves, is it, did he put up another 28 yesterday? He's Man. ridiculous and even more ridiculous. I mean, he's getting Jordan whistles out there. If you look at top <laughs> free throw attempts since March 1st, Austin Reeves is ninth in, in the league. Embiid, Butler, wow. Giannis, like, I mean, there, there's guys like Lillard and Trey Young and, and, uh, uh, this wow. guy's behind like Tatum doesn't even have as many. I don't think, or he has as mm. many. It's, it's insane. What uh, goes on. And he ends up with 20, like, and especially for a team that, That's you know, nuts. you know, LeBron's going to get to the free throw line, you know, AD's going to get to the free throw line. Although I guess LeBron didn't play a lot since March 1st. But um, for God's sakes, if that's going to happen. Now, Bride, does the league want the Lakers in the play-in tournament? I kind of think they might a little bit. Well, probably. Probably. Because yeah. that West is weird. Like, who's playing? Is Zion back for the play-in? Uh, who knows? Who, who knows what's happening? Who's getting, you know, who's getting 10? Is it Oklahoma City? Is it Dallas? But right. the, weird, the weird thing is, if you are the top of the conference... You are pissed off, right? About all this. You're pissed off about like you're like I if I'm if I'm Memphis, you're like, oh, I gotta play a like a healthy Lakers right. team. Like I'm not saying that they shouldn't win, but they'll be on a it's, roll. It's, yeah, it's, right. It's very weird. Like Golden State is the is right now is five, right? They're a half a game up on the Clippers. Uh-huh. But Golden State would much rather have six than five, right? Because you're either you're either going to the Suns or you're going to the Kings, right? So right. But like, if you're the Warriors, you can't fall to seven, but you somehow want to fall to six. Like, it's mm. just, I, I, it's very weird. The whole thing is weird because these last couple mm-hmm. of games, I don't know what teams do, right? I mean, Warriors right. might be like, we can beat anybody. It doesn't really matter. But yeah. Warriors son, Warriors son, uh, round one doesn't sound right. right. Well, we were at this time last year. We were like, oh, everybody's avoiding the Nets. Nobody wants to play the Nets. The Nets are going to end up with the seven seed, and they did. And like the Celtics, to their credit, didn't duck them. Right? They could have dropped to three or yeah. tried to drop to three, and they yep. didn't duck them, and they beat them um, four straight. Right? So, uh, yeah. So what we worry about sometimes doesn't matter. The Parlay Kid used to do this all the time. Like in the league tournament and wrestling, he would get like a one or a two seed. And uh, he'd have to go against a guy who uh, won his rat tail match, right? So he'd get a bye. And then so that guy had some juice, you know? And so, uh, right, Paul? Like it? It's kind of the same thing. I thought you were going to bring up the blind kid. Oh, no, the no, blind no. kid again. That's what I thought that was going to That kid was good. No. That kid was damn good. I mean, he's one of the best blind wrestlers uh, I've ever seen with my eyes. Um, Cavs-Knicks is, uh, is a series that's already set. So that is the... What are we looking at? That's obviously the four five, right? You guys, yep. I don't know if you've seen the line, bro. You want to guess the line? Cavs are home. Um, hmm. minus one sixty five. Parlay kid. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say about the same. I'll say I'll just say minus one seventy. Harry, what do you think? I'm gonna go a little lower. Give the Knicks a little more credit. I'm gonna say 145, especially the way they beat them last time. Actually, higher, minus 198. Cabs, uh, you get plus 166. We're all on the Knicks. We are all on the Knicks. Plus, Let's go. Plus 166 is a nice <laughs> number. Go. Now, when the hell does that start? That uh, so what? What is that? Ten days away still? You know, would be nice if our pal Lil A. Yeah. Um, who's a multi-billionaire who lives in Cleveland. Right, Berea. Uh, but yeah. would maybe send us yeah. out there 
uh, you know, get us a suite or something like that for that game. Wouldn't that be nice? Those games. Yeah, you're that right. That would be beautiful. All right, he's got 10 days. I think it's Saturday, Sunday would be the first when they get it down to the 16 teams is when the they start those games. But all right, little A, I hope you're listening. He's not. Embiid uh, <laughs> had a big game versus Celtics. What did he have? I mean, he went nuts. They almost won. Yeah. They almost won that game. Uh, the Celtics, they almost gave it away. I don't know. He played it smart. He's going to win MVP now. He sat out the Jokic game. Everyone, including myself, was outraged. And then uh, it's like, all right, I'll just play the Celtics. Yeah, you know, they lost who they play. They lost to Milwaukee the other day. That didn't look great. And then they just needed one game to go nuts. And he did 52, 13, and six against the Celtics. And they win. And now. I believe he was minus 225 when we last did the podcast to win MVP. Now he is minus 1,000. And uh, I still Ooh. think Otani should win this award, but whatever. I think it's, cool. <laughs> it's at least close. Uh, but Harry played it right by not playing. Jokic and Giannis are like 12 to 1 now, so it's, yeah. all, it's over. Tremendous job by him. Yeah. And I, I think he's what he shoot from the field yesterday. Wasn't that crazy number two? It's like 25 for 28 or something. No, yeah, that couldn't like be that. Like was 80%, it? right? Was it? Uh, yeah, it was Tremendous. over 80%, whatever it was. Oh, 20, 20 for 25. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was 80. Yeah. What a game. Yeah. yeah. I will say that I heard on the radio driving around last night that that's the only the second time in NBA history to have his num- those type of numbers. I think Will Chamberlain did it too, where he shot over 80% or better and had like uh, and had 50 points in a game. And 80 on 25 shots, 80% too, yeah. right? I mean, there's some yeah. guys you can go eight for 10 and, and uh, mm. have the good numbers, but yeah. Uh, so there you go. He's going to win that. So that'll be fun. And uh, all right, let's take a quick break. Give Caesar some love and come back with our play of the day for Wednesday. Your very first bet with Caesar Sportsbook. It's on Caesars. Just sign up with promo code Omaha full O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. Then place your first bet. If you win, great. You keep your winnings. But if your first bet loses, you'll receive your stake back as a bonus bet. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
All right, we're back. Plays of the day for Wednesday. I'm going to stay on the NBA hardwood here. All right, this is fascinating. Uh, I'm going Wizards plus 430 over the Hawks. Now, Atlanta played last night, but that's not why I'm picking against them. This is incredible to me, and I'm surprised no one other than my crazy friend Brad is talking about it. He texts me about three or four days times a day on this feat alone, but follow, try to follow me. On January 21st, Atlanta lost to Charlotte. They brought their record to 24 wins and 23 losses. Since then, they have been within one game or exactly 500. Since then, so what? How many months is that, Harry? You're good in math. February, March. What? What? That's two and a half months. Two and a half okay. months. Yeah. 32 games. They couldn't avoid the zigzag, and they were within yeah. one game or exactly that's 500. Nuts. You don't talk about mediocrity, Parley kid. That's where we're going. So last night they beat the Bulls to go to 40 and 39. They must, must lose tonight to keep the streak alive. As bad as the Wizards are and as much as the Hawks need it to stay in that playoff mix. Forget the 10 and a half. I'm going Wizards. Losers of eight out of the last 10 on the money line, Bry. Plus mm. 430. You're going NBA as well. NBA, yeah, I'm going to go Knicks Pacers over 229, although it was just, a you know, right before this podcast, it was announced that Brunson was declared out. Uh, but I think maybe that's better. Uh, Knicks don't win to, need to win this game anymore. I know, Tibbs, no. I know Tibbs is nuts, but I think this should be a more wide-open game. You're going to have guys like Toppin on the floor. Maybe even Fournier mm. will be on there, which means no defense. Yeah. And I know some of these Pacers games recently have gone under, but their over-unders have been so high. Some of these have yeah. been close to the 240, but... Indiana's last seven home games have averaged 263 points per game, nice. which is insane. So I'm going to take the O and the Knicks have been scoring points. So I'm going to take the over uh, 229. Do you think anyone on that team knows that they're plus 166 10 days from now starting that series? Do you think anyone Brian, knows that? Mm. Do you think anyone wh where in the organization where it start? Would it start where somebody knows the traveling secretary or something? Maybe has a yeah. gambling, gambling mm. problem or something. <laughs> yeah, somebody mentioned it in passing to like to the GM or president. I'm you sure think, somebody mentioned it. Yeah, somebody must yeah. have. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think somebody just mentioned it like a friend, like, hey, you know, you guys are, under, right. you know, you're underdogs yeah. by whatever. Let's and see what they might do. Somebody trickled about it. down to a player or two already. Yeah, yeah, that's, I always want to know that because I would be, um, you know, I, I think I think there's uh, some value in somebody who's kind of like just for Bolton board material. Like, Harry, you'd run around. The Knicks well, hired you. You just tell them all you have to do is tell them when they're an underdog and, and by how much, right? To try to get oh, their juices going. Yeah, so it's it'll tr like right. It's got to trickle down because that's uh, people. That's yeah. still kind of a high line. Knicks have been playing fantastic. Yeah. Well, Randall's going to be good, right? You good to go. That's the question, right? I think that's, that's hard. To that's say. a big question. Well, I mean, he does have so time. High. That yeah. really should be just right about about when he's supposed to come back, right? Um. You know, will it be a little rusty? Yeah, it's very possible. So yeah. All right. we'll see. All right, Bryce going over in that uh, Knicks-Pacers game. Now, the baseball parlay kid, Vlad Jr., have never heard of him, but you think he's going to hit a home run? Yeah, so he has, he's gone homerless so far. Yeah. He gets to face uh, a pitcher who's crafty tonight, but his stuff is certainly not overpowering in Zach Greinke. Um, So, uh, yeah, I like him to get the job done. It's time for Guerrero. I think it, I, I've... I've been on this before. I don't think I've ever really seen him at plus 650. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, a, that's a good number to get Guerrero at for a home run. He's due, right? right? So 
if he doesn't get one, I'll, I'll probably double and start tripling up on this as we go forward. But I think just just a hunch, Sal. Swinging for the fences tonight. Guerrero, mm. home run, plus 650. Did you see the Reggie doc? I watched it last night. I finished it this morning. I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I figured I was going to wait till Joel bought those Reggie bars. Yeah. Before I watched the Reggie doc. I'm well, waiting for Joel. What are they well, out well, now? If I do that, I'll, if I do that, I'll need a different kind of doc because that is, <laughs> I'm not, that's going to be bad. Are they limited? Uh, <laughs> so what are the Reggie bars out now or it's coming out? I forget where they're selling them. Is it like they're the McRib? Somewhere. They're, they're just doing it for somewhere on Long Island here. I think in uh, Nassau County somewhere they're selling those Reggie That's, bars. They sell it in one I place. Thought. Why would they? Wow! But like it's yeah, I don't know. Uh, we got to get no it. we got to figure that out because we remember we tried to get that in the cap right. of consequence that you guys eat. Uh, I think that was our Met Yankee um, bet, right? That you guys, right. if you lost, were to eat that. It's in it's available in New Hyde Park, but how is one? How is how are they making like one, from one store? I'm I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> all right, this is the stuff I'll I'll end up spending a whole day uh, reading about. But anyway, all right, Harry, uh, you got a baseball prop too? Yeah, uh, last game of the evening. Let's go Blue Jays. Bo Bichette versus Kansas City. There we go. Over one and a half bases at minus one twenty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one thirteen last night, up to one twenty three today. He's nine for twenty four on the season. Batting 375. Uh, he's going to be going up against Zach Grinke. It'll be 40 mm-hmm. later this year. Grinke just went five, oh, just, uh, five and a third in his first start. 80, 80 pinches. Right. And he was pulled. Uh, Bichette's a 298 lifetime hitter, and he has a five game hitting streak to start the season. Bichette over one and a half bases, minus 123. No, it's a bad rule. Let's get it, Harry. Let's go. Let's do it. Both of us. We in that both game. have it. Now, be, uh, now, explain what uh, to the newbie gambler what one and a half total bases is. If you get a single and a stolen, base that doesn't count right you got to get you got to get two singles or walks don't count hit by bat batsman right uh, doesn't count uh so it's got to be hit so if a double gets you right off the bat wins it for you in the first a double off the bat so you have to hit it actually off the bat uh yeah so jen piacenti wrote a good article about how um the first four days of major league baseball what's going on with the rule changes and how they, they could affect the the gambler but and the the biggest thing that stuck out to me was like stolen bases was like 70 to 29 through four compared to last year through four days. But you can't, you can't bet stolen bases, Bri. I'm looking, you cannot bet them anywhere. You can't bet them on Caesars, right? They, they, you could bet. You could bet who's going to win the stolen base title. I think Acuna is like minus plus four fifty or something, but yeah, like Harry pointed out, total bases doesn't account stolen bases. Um, you could bet hits and all that stuff. It's weird. There's no, yeah, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to bet it. I mean, that should be at some point. That's got to be a main category to bet. It's, well, they're not going to put it on now because now, right? No. Like now they're looking yeah. for trouble if they put that on there. But right. uh, I've, I've not right. seen it anywhere where you could bet. I, I feel like I maybe mm. saw it in a bet boost once or something where you could, uh, you know, like uh, whatever, like you know, Vlad will have a stolen base, a double, and a home run. Uh, 12 to one or something, you know, but I, mm-hmm. I, maybe I haven't even seen that. I'm yeah. not sure. But anyway, we're going to have a betting So at some point, we're going to have a betting with what happened. Like we just mentioned a little while ago about Machado. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a betting at some point when that happens, one of us during the season, we're going to be furious. Yeah. We are going to be furious. If we have a player prop and that yeah. happens. I'm, Unbelievable. I'm furious no matter what. So it doesn't matter. All right, let's take another quick break. And then Paul Kohorst going to talk all things masters. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's bring him on, an old friend of ours. I'm going to be honest, he's uncircumcised, so he knows everything you need to know about the cut line. There you go. A golf guru, writer of a club <laughs> pro guy's other black book, the Dutch mook himself, Paul Kors. What's happening, Paul? I mean, talk about a tradition like no other. Talking about my penis to start this podcast. It's yeah. just the best. Next year, we'll talk about width and Hello, girth friends. or length or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Mix it up. There you go. Uh, Luke, is this your favorite sports weekend? Oh, uh, that's a great question. Thank you, you know, um, I, I probably, you know, I probably like the. Um, the open championship a bit more just because I think really? it's so, so much more weird and funky players. And, and I'm always a sucker for that. I, I'm sucked for the open championship. Interesting. But I don't start the weekend by talking about your uh, cut up uh, penis. So uh, th- does that weigh in at all? That doesn't factor in. No. <laughs> well, it's the open championship there. I'm with the majority of the field, you know, so here I'm more of an outlier. That's true. That's true. All right. Listen, tell us about before you even talk about, because I know you, you go deep, man, you go in the golfers that I don't even think they're playing this weekend, but you'll have matchups um, uh, prepared for us. But um, tell us before you mention any golfers, what can you tell us about the course, the weather, anything about the grass? Is mm. it a crazy grass that we don't know that's popped up uh, sometime in, in late March or anything we could talk uh, about specifically? Well, I think a couple of big things to look at this year are the course has been lengthened once again. It's been a nonstop uh, project by the Green Jackets to make the course longer and longer. And we're over 7,500 yards this year, which means now this really is a course where long hitters have a huge advantage, you know, um, by lengthening these courses, they think they're penalizing long players, you know, and making it more difficult for the, for these guys who repeatedly dominate with their length, but all they're doing is giving them more an, of an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and, and on top of that, it has been wet there for a couple of weeks now, mm-hmm. and we're expecting a lot of rain starting late Friday. And I think mm-hmm. more rain on Saturday and cold temperatures, so a wet course means an even longer course. So I think one of the things that's going to be a big factor is going to be driving distance. The players get it longer. I think we'll have a real big advantage this year. And uh, and not only that, driving distance, but also carry distance. Guys who don't just hit a ball that total distance is long, 
but who fly the ball a long way. I think that's going to be a, a big uh, a big part of the uh, equation. I don't like it's such a bummer to me when it's a wet course for uh, right? I want to with the bad this signifies the bad weather is behind us, right? We have something to look forward to and now you're going right. to say it's going to rain? You're telling me it's going to rain? Mo, oh, come on. I think that I think that the nice part about it though is sometimes the the that you can uh, find decent matchups. I think this is one. Uh, this is a year that I think that the, the draw will play a big far, a big part of mm. uh, should be a part of your betting strategy. Guys who are teeing off late Friday afternoon, the second half of Friday afternoon, look like they'll be at a disadvantage because that's expecting to be the most of the rain. And um, so there'll be a couple of players. Unfortunately, Tiger's one of them who are going to be playing late Friday. I think will have a, a tougher draw. Why do you say unfortunately Tiger's one of them? I mean, this is. Um... I can't believe the big deal that's still made of him. I get it. He saved golf. By the way, he's 75 to one. He went to 80 to one, which means he should really be like 250 to one, right? Because everybody mm. is the Darren Ravels of the world betting Tiger Woods and then printing out the slip and trying to sell it like a P, get it PSA. Stat. Is the betting slip itself worth something? Because why are. I, Why is so many people still bet him? I think it's just still that, um, you know, it's one of the great um, uh, makeover jobs we've seen of of our time. The Tiger now being oh. the beloved statesman of golf, in spite of all the drama he's generated around himself for the last 20 years. And uh, people just love the guy. And, mm. you know, uh, I think it's always fun to have him in the mix. I don't think he has anything close. will make anything close to enough birdies anymore to compete in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But I think he's now in that world of, oh, it's fun to see him, how he plays those first couple rounds, like we've had for Freddie for the last few years, like we've had for Bernard Longer, like we've had for Jack back in the 90s when the occasion would pop up on the leaderboard. I think it's still kind of, that's the fun for golf fans to see this guy still in the conversation for a little while. Well, you know what would be fun for me? And let me ask you, would uh, would you respect me more? Because I'm really out for your respect uh, this weekend. That's all uh, that really matters to me. If I took out a loan against my house and put up a million dollars against Tiger, I shorted Tiger to win this. I think I'd probably get like $10,000 back. Would I have your respect? I think that's the kind of yoloing that will definitely <laughs> my respect. Okay. So I would say, uh, yeah, just send me the ticket. Send yeah. it to Ravel, get some money off that. Yeah. <laughs> the Ravel mentions that under one and a half. I can't believe we uh, we nailed it already. Uh, all right. <laughs> over. Uh, all right. So let's start this off. Um, you give us your pick. We'll go through ours. Um, ours don't matter as much. But uh, so Caesars has a ton of props up. There. I'm going to be studying these, like watching my pretending to watch my son's wrestling practice all night tonight, but uh, masters winners, Scheffler five to one Rory plus six fifty, Rom plus eight fifty. Uh, those are the top three. Tell us your winner right off the bat. Well, I'm going a little bit longer. I mean, anything longer. Guys, You're going with longer. Wow. Interesting. Right? <laughs> and this is a guy. This is, and I I'm loath to do this, but I have been deep in numbers for a while and I'm going to go with just Dustin Johnson. You can get at about plus 2,500. The 2020 Masters that he won was won in softer conditions. A course setup that was a bit more like this. He's still incredibly long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is a guy who hits the ball with a lot of carry distance. So he doesn't require as much roll to hit the ball out there. Mm-hmm. Talking about the noise that's coming from these live guys, that this guy, there's nothing going on up there. You know, I love a dumb guy golfer. And this guy, <laughs> I mean, there is a, it is a test pattern up there. It's, you know, 
He does not care about Greg Norman and this supposed live party they want to have in the 18th green. He does not care about that. He shuts out the noise because there is nothing happening up there. Mm. The last 12 <laughs> rounds, he's at Augusta. He's fourth overall in strokes gained by a good margin. He's plus 2.3 against the field. And for the last 24 rounds, he's the best player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that price is great. And I think we're getting a much better price because. As we've moved to a lot more statistical analysis in golf, we don't have live data for him for this year. So Mm -hmm. I think the price, we're getting much better odds on him because he's in this Bermuda Triangle of live golf. Right. And we're not seeing him week to week. We're not seeing him measured up against the other guys in the World Golf Championship, you know, two weeks ago and all that stuff. So we don't really sort of know his form as well. But I really think that this course sets up so well for him. He's a recent, recent winner. The conditions set up well for him. I really, Oh, and let me add, he has a good draw. He's right. playing early on Friday. So I think to me, that is a great juicy price for Dustin Johnson. And, um, I really like the play a lot. All right. Yeah, you could bet. I'm trying to find it here on Caesars. You could bet will a live golfer um, win it all. And by the way, I, I feel bad because I'm going with one, too. Might as well, let's keep it rolling. I'm going Cam Smith. Also, I don't think uh, very smart, but 22 to 1. Um, and he's saying all the right things about the live. He feels like he's unaffected. He saw all the guys he's friends with on the practice course, um, still buddies with all of them. So he claims he is also blocking out this noise of the 18th hole. If he's, he's like, I've not heard about this. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to participate in that nonsense. Anyway, he's going for his fifth top 20 finish in a row. He's made the master's cut. Uh, each of his last six trips, he won the British open. We know last July, he's very familiar with this course finished in the top five, three times in six appearances, including a second place finish in 2020. Hopefully he's in the top three come Sunday. So I could hedge out of this uh, big number, Harry, uh, you're going with a long shot too. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take Will Zalatoris at 40 to one. He's only 26 and 64 PJ events in his career. It's 18 top tens and um, four second place finishes, which includes finishing second in the Masters, uh, in his Masters debut two years ago, behind finishing behind Matsuyama. By the way, that year, Will was the only player to break par in all four rounds. Z finished sixth last year in Augusta. His game fits this layout of the course perfectly. He's fourth best on tour from 200 to 225 yards away. That should set up real nicely on his second shots for par fours, um, especially also on par thirteen uh, on hole 13, which is a par five. They, a lot of guys had usually gone for that hole. It could be a good eagle hole. They push that hole, Azalea, back 35 yards. I think that's going to play to his uh, strength and be able to get possibly many birdies, uh, two or three, during the weekend. Um, I think this is a great setup for him, and I think he should be in the mix on Sunday. 41, I think, is great value for a guy who's finished second and sixth in his two only other Masters appearances. All right. Now, I don't know if Will Zalatoris will win, but I have to, Mook, do you agree that that is the best golf uh, analyzing you'll have heard from a man wearing a 2XL Golden Girls sweatshirt? (laughs) 3XL. Right? I mean, 3XL. Okay, I'll change that. I'll change it, yeah. <laughs> I and I well I'll tell you what yes it is because I like Sal Torres too he's he's one of one of my picks as well mm-hmm. uh, I'll just add that he's top thirty in distance off the tee mm-hmm. and again that that you know as Harry was saying there about that thirteenth hole and that fifteenth hole you have to make your hay 
on those par fives. And those guys, they're going to be hitting, uh, you know, two clubs less than half the field. It's a huge advantage. And I, I like Zal Torres at all. He's also second in strokes gained overall in the last 12 rounds at Augusta. So uh, at that price, I really like Zal Torres. Wake Forest, Paul, baby. Wake Forest. He weighs less than me. <laughs> Freaking hit at a country mile. <laughs> Sorry, Harry. Paul, with, with, with 13 being pushed back 35 yards like that, you've seen at Masters where Rom just rips the shred. He's just he's phenomenal on par fives, Rom is. Is that going to be something that possibly could hurt him, having to lay up maybe instead of going for it? On second right, shot? Harry, we have 40 picks to get through in like 20 minutes, but go ahead. But, but, See, that's answer. a good question. <laughs> oh, all right, it's a good question. It is a good question. We'll really <laughs> see how what those fairways are. You know, they. I think they overcorrected on 15 last year. I think there were no eagles on 15 last year. Gnomes going for it, or maybe there was one eagle on 15 last year. Very few players were going for it, and I really hope that 13 hasn't been overcorrected the way that 15 has, because that was such exciting to see that second shot and have so few players go for it on 15. I hope they haven't made the same mistake on 13. You satisfied with that response, Harry? Okay, good. All right. Uh, Paulie Kid, give us your winner. Hmm. A lot of pressure here on me, Sal. Uh, as you know, I've yeah. had a two-year run yes. of um, just dominating uh, the golf world, even though I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, uh, how does they that make sense? The I don't know. 30 yards, Parlay kid. You got to know that. Beginner. <laughs> Beginner's luck. Huge. I don't know what's happening here. So, but I, I do like what Paul's saying about the course being longer. It goes with, uh, I think somebody I'm picking here. This guy I was on a couple of years ago. He's, his game kind of faded a little bit over the last year. But he's picking it up again this year. I think you want to find a guy that hasn't exactly peaked already, but is on the verge of peaking uh, coming into these tournaments. That's why I'm going to go with Victor Hovland at uh, 35 to one here, an elite uh, tee to green guy. He's played in the uh, in his uh, 11 tourneys this season so far. One win, three top five finishes, five top ten finishes. He's qualified in 14 straight events, seven straight under par rounds. He's never performed exceptionally well here at the Masters, primarily due to um, his short game suffering. But he said that uh, he's found something. He's uh, correcting some type of thing he calls a <laughs> tilt angle, which I have really don't know much about that All right. uh, in his short game. But uh, he thinks he's maybe found something. So at 35 to 1, Victor Hovland. So we know he's a lot of times he's in contention sure. in these things. Big hitter. Let's go with Victor. What's the tilt angle, Mook? I don't know what he's referring to. I read that story as well, but it could have been um, he is playing with a little bit too steep, coming in too steep on the wedges. Yes. You're here. You want to be here. I think that's what he's talking about. Yep. That's exactly right. That's a guy. I've been preaching this for years. All right, Brian. Brian. (laughs) Who's the winner, Um, Brian? Well, I'm going with uh, Colin Markow at 25 to 1. Now, Paul has me looking up immediately tee times for guys, and at least Morikawa's uh, <laughs> going out late. One of the latest groups on Thursday, early on Friday, which is good, I guess. <sighs> um, but I do think this guy's going to win one at one of these Masters at some point. Only 26, finished fifth last year, 18th mm. in 2021. He's been somewhat up and down, but he still has five top 15 finishes in his last seven events. I mean, we saw him right at the player. It's weird. He, a lot of these tournaments, he's gotten off to extremely hot starts, played really well, and then kind of faded a little bit. Hmm. Um, but if he puts it all together, if he gets his putter going, I think he'll have a chance. And 
again, I think all these guys are getting a little bit better odds than you typically would. Um, we've mm. seen Morikawa as low as 15 to one before 25 to one. I, I like yep. those odds. All right, let's go. All right. So like Mook, hit us with a, uh, what is this me- medium range you're going to give us? I got to tell you my medium range guy was Zalatoris. I like, uh, okay. I really like that play a lot. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll say one thing. I'll go for a, for a favorite. If I'm going to go with a favorite, I would not be surprised if one of the three guys to win is Rory, mm-hmm. Rom, or Shuffler. And uh, mm. they're all around the same price. And I, I at this event, lean Rory. That's boring. Uh, that would suck. Well, that's, he screwed me on so many Sundays, Bo. The other day, all, he screwed all that, has, that heads up <laughs> matchup. He killed me uh, a couple Sundays ago. Mm. He is he has screwed all of us, but uh, you know I don't like the price. But I'm saying if you do want to play one of those favorites, yeah. I just think that Rory number is is uh, the, the Rory stats there are so phenomenal that he, he I how could that really, be? Really puts one of these years. I know I I agree with you, and I look at his stat. I'm trying to think like uh, Benitez was a closer closer for the Mets. And I'm like, this guy blows every hmm. freaking game I watch. This is nuts. Like, no, no, no. He has like a, a 0.75 whip and a one point to end it strikeout. Like what, <laughs> what am I doing? Am I not? I feel like that's the same thing with Rory. I can't get over the hump hmm. with him. And so I'll just let you guys bet him and win. And, uh, that'll be fine. Uh, all right, let's, uh, real quick, let's go props here. I'm going, uh, so I went cam Smith. I'm, I'm on the cam bandwagon. I'm, I can't find a, a, a something for odds for just a cam to win. I'm skipping young, but I'm going cam Smith to win and cam champ top 20. Love it. Now Love you it. like that parley kid now. Yeah. He, he won money. Champ won money. A lot of money for me last year. So, so like this, not a great start to 23. He missed the cut. I think starting from late 22 to now he missed the cut nine of the last 11. So there's a reason you're getting a juicy number at plus four fifty for top 20, but 19th, 26th, 10th, coming off a T10 performance just yeah. last year, get four and a half to one odds for a guy who does well on this course. You know, and he played well with the Valero, actually, last week. He shot better than like 98% of the uh, competitors, uh, especially on the par fives, which, uh, Mook, you say that's where you got to make your, hey, I like the number plus 450, and I like that his name is Cam. Let's roll with the champ. Uh, top 20 plus 450. You hate that, Mook. I know you do. Uh, no, but I am disgusted. <laughs> I'm disgusted that Top Cams is not is not available because yeah, the, it, yeah. Let's so, get it together. Know, it's we, weird. Uh, at we this need point. to write a strongly worded email. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry. Uh, I didn't see these uh, finishing positions, but you have Cantley under sixteen and a half place. Yeah, hmm. it is a little bit, minus one forty. And by the way, we, we mentioned Sal. You mentioned like. You know, Rory had screwed us plenty, but Canelay definitely is definitely disappointed all of us at some point mm-hmm. in some tournament choking on a Sunday. But he does usually at majors seem to be atop uh, the leaderboard a lot. In 2020, he finished 17th at Augusta. Mm-hmm. 2019, tied for 9th, uh, and he shot a 64 on that Saturday. Uh, he hasn't played a lot of uh, on tour this season, but in seven tournaments, he has five top 20s. He's got three top fives. And in 26 rounds of golf this year, Cantlay has shot 71 or better in 22 of them. Interesting. All right. Now, if you could bet him top 20, you have to pay another quarter. You get him at minus 165 and you get, what, three more places, I think. What do you have him under 16 and a half? Is that what it is? Yeah. So, all right. So that's uh, an option, too. All right. Uh, Parley Kid. 
Another prop? Yes, I like your champ pick. You know, he's a plus plus money just to make the cut, too, Sal. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to jump on that, thought too. I, I like that, too. I'm going to be on that. Uh, so I'm taking top 20 finish here. Corey Connors at plus 150. I don't know what's there not to like about this uh, Canadian player here. Fresh off a win at the Valero uh, Texas Open. Uh, mm-hmm. Three top 10 finishes in his last four Masters starts. He's always in contention here. One of the best iron players in the world. Plus 150 for Connors at top 20. All I'm right. on it. Let's ride with it. All right, Brian, you have yeah, a Con- Yeah, go ahead. You can also get Connors about minus 150 to be top Canadian player. And all he has Ooh. to do is beat Mackenzie Hughes, who's never made the cut there, and Adam Svensson, who's literally playing in his first wow. major. Wow, really? Uh-oh. Right. This, this is a great, great Get off this, the Zoom. Get off the sounds, Zoom. Oh, man. You just, Thank this, you. just That's cost us five, probably $11,000 combined. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah, me, right. me, a, me a thousand, Sal, 10,000. Right. What do you That's got? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Go ahead, Paul. You really like that right um <laughs> i'm gonna go sung jm top 10 at plus 300 uh he's been playing well six at the players eight top 25 finishes and four top 10 uh finishes in 13 events uh he does play very well at augusta he finished eighth last year second in 2020 i know he didn't miss the he did miss the cut in between but two top 10 finishes in his last three um i was thinking about him at 40 to one to win i think i like mark a little bit more but three to one uh, top 10 for guys in two of his last three. You know what this reminds me of, Mook? Like, I I like all these guys for top 10 and top 20. And it's like mm-hmm. uh, on Selection Sunday when Dick Vitale would would put um, 93 teams in the field of 64. And it's like <laughs> just, <laughs> you lose track. How do you lose track? Or do you, do you, do you not like him or Cantlay? Or uh, you like Connors, obviously. You, you know... At some point, and then, you know, look, that's why I'm proud of myself for picking Dustin Johnson. I have zero I'm interest in too. Dustin Johnson yeah. actually winning this this tournament. I really don't. Mm. But I just like, I try to look at it as best I can. Like, hey, this this number looks, this price looks good, and these numbers look good. So I try to separate myself. And then sometimes what I'll do is I, I always try to make sure that I leave some of my budget for the weekend, you know, it's for a guy like, Hey, you know, maybe I'm still getting four to one, even on Sunday morning, right, the guy right. who's you know, four or five out. So, um, and then I also try to have some more fun picks on these, uh, on these other bets, like you know, tiger, because- like a million on tiger to not win. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, that's great when he's two under entering Friday, but, but you really get the juices flowing. If you have a million dollars against tiger, it's a, a lot of fun. That's what it is. It's the sweat. Straight, straight over to that. What's that website where you can sell your ticket? And I'm not talking a lot of Ravel reference. Right. This is a prop swap. Yeah, there you go. Prop swap, yeah. baby. Uh, all right, take us away, Boo. Give us uh, three or four or five, whatever you got. Well, um, one that I like to play every year is uh, is the ace bet. Um, mm-hmm. This year, it's I see it around plus one forty just for an ace in the final round. Um, there's been an ace in seven out of the last ten Masters. Uh, and most often it's on that 16th hole where they have it set up mm-hmm. uh, really to have that moment every year, just moments ago. Right. And that's well, what I hate so- about it most though. Cause you're never watching when it I, happens. Uh, right. You sometimes hear the roar in the background and they give you a, you probably heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you cut to a guy yeah. who's plus six and you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> 
Oprah. You show me this guy. But yeah. <laughs> on the 16th green, it's like, oh yes. Yeah. Mike Weir's going to make a freaking hole in one right now. <laughs> so it's kind of a fun moment to yeah. have. It's like Gatorade. It's, it's, it's a fun one to have. Now that's um, minus 200 just overall. Right. But you're saying for the final I, no. round is plus uh, one final round. It plays a little bit better. Okay. Um, if you want to play a nice good versus evil. Yeah. Bet, yeah. I see Tiger Woods plus one thirty oh, to stop. beat to beat Reed just to beat Patrick mm. Reed. Now, if one of those guys hits it in the woods, one of them's going to walk up and find a very good lie every time, mm-hmm. and one of those guys is going to find a, a ball that might have been stepped on every time. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you which is which. Right. Um, I think Reed is one guy who's going to be way in his head uh, all week about the live stuff. So I think Tiger's going to have a big advantage over him. And another fun one is you can bet top senior player, which I saw at around plus 110 mm-hmm. for Phil Mickelson. Mm. And all he has to do is beat Freddie, who has not played well the last few years. Mm-hmm. We have all our memories of Freddie playing these great rounds. He's not played well there. Um, Langer mm. and, and maybe longer. And, and Langer is now 66, I think. Yeah. And Mike Weir stinks. Phil's made five straight cuts <laughs> to get plus money on Phil to beat these guys. I I think that's a nice. Uh, Are you like that? You seem that money on long. Like you that. have longer like almost every week in the senior. Team. I know, but like, <laughs> Paul's right. Last last two, I think last two Masters, uh, longer hasn't made the cut. I think so. Uh, so that sounds really good to get plus money. That's really good. He should. It sounds like he should be minus one fifty. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So plus one ten. All right. Th- those are helpful. All right. Keep it rolling. And I'll, I'll go one last one, a little bit longer one, about plus 390. Mm-hmm. This guy's had a renaissance this year. Everyone's rooting for him, uh, but he's missed his last two cuts to the master. Jason Day, plus 390 to miss the cut. To miss the cut. Now, he's been playing great, but it's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. That guy, he could get catch the sniffles on the eighth hole all of a sudden on a wet on a wet Friday and next thing you know, he's pulled a muscle in his freaking nostril and he's out of there. (laughs) I mean, I think the, I think that number is, uh, is actually pretty good because his performance this year has been pretty good, but the poor guy just can't stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And with a wet, cold masters with possible rain delays, I could see that guy out of there. And and that's a, I think that's a big number um, for a guy that I think anything is possible with day. I love it. I love it. Wow. All right. You gave us a lot to think about. And so there's no, um, I'm, I'm looking, you gave us like a crazy guys who didn't even belong in the tournament last year matchup. Uh, is, do you have any of those? I mean, like I'm not Adam Moronk uh, against Ryan Fox. <laughs> I well, you know, well, you know I love Moronk. The Polish Prince. <laughs> yeah. I don't have one. I don't have a good one. Last year, I had that. My favorite was um, another Eastern European player, uh, the senior player. But no, this year, I think the one that I like is the one you guys got excited about too. Connors to beat Hughes right. and Adams. Man, that's going to be the one, guys. That's going to be the yes. one. Minus one fifty, Connors. He's hot. He's red hot. All right, I We're love it. Three fifty to one to win it. Mook, I'm Let's giving check you. That, and you want to check that number because uh, you know. Uh, 
up here in uh, Orca's Island, we have to do some weird things to get action. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) We'll hear about that next time. All right. I'm going to give you free bets on all these. uh, One, two, three, four, whatever. Just let me know. What are your top three, though? Uh, So everybody give it a summary. Connor's top Canadian minus 150. I like Connor's. I like Connor's top Canadian. Okay. I really like um, Phil top senior. Uh And let's go. Let's go DJ. Okay. All right, there you go. The Dutch Mook. Uh, I got to tell you, um, we're going to hear from Paul during all the majors this year, and then I'm going to have to kick him out of our fantasy league. That's just how it is. Uh, that's how I operate. You'll like this, Mook. I went to WrestleMania the other day. I was sitting next to Simmons and his son, and I had my kids with me, and George Kittle was right next to me on the left. Now, I know you're a big Kittle fan anyway for the Niners, um, but Kittle, I don't know if you remembered, scored two touchdowns, had like 120 yards, I think against Washington. What is Washington? The Guardians? Against the Washington Guardians. And uh, Yes, that's exactly <laughs> that's right. Anyway, knock Simmons out. Big, big talker, Simmons. Got very mouthy with me and maybe out of the league. So I don't know if I should kick him <laughs> out or who should I vote out? Uh, you yeah, or the Simmons? Odds, the, odds have not been po- the odds have not been posted yet? It's too early. I think they have to see the draft first. No, I don't know. Yeah, I should post odds for this. It's April. We got we got some a little time. But who do you is think? Anyone still, has anyone been unscathed yet? Uh, I think um, does, was Powell ever kicked out? Powell has not maybe ever been kicked out. I don't out. think Craig Powell has. Tony, Tony, has. Tony and uh, Kyle lost. Remember they played Connect Four and had, they lost or something. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So that was that. So, but anyway, you're it's, deflecting. It shouldn't be you. You're saying, huh? It should. <laughs> it shouldn't be me. Uh, it shouldn't be me. You know, narratives. Uh, narratives are always funny, and it and it would be the funniest thing <laughs> out. Without further comment, I like that. All right. But, uh... <laughs> oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, Coors. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thank you. We got some uh, We got some free bets. Lots of good stuff well, going we on. Or- we have an Orcas Island emergency. I know in Los Angeles, everyone stops when there's a good police chase on TV. Oh. I just got a text. There are some whales literally right outside my house. So I'm going to run down the house. We literally have killer whales maybe really? jumping jump- just a few a few hundred yards from my house here. So. Oh no! Well, hopefully Stop they don't. Everything. <laughs> Go see the whales. Hopefully they don't knock out the internet and then you <laughs> depriving you of golf for the weekend. But uh, all right, good job by you, Paul. Uh, and that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Mikey Meatballs for Babyface Joel Solomon, Paul Coerced, and the Degener Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na.